0: Thank, Thank you, you for, joining for joining me for your MMA scoop. Your
1: scoop. This is Ray Zomo Soup.
0: The red button is on. If you guys can hear me, you are listening to episode 46 of Ray Zomo Soup. Back to back with my man, Cole Henry, because you know what? He's the guy that's going to hold me accountable for bringing you guys good content what's up Carl?
1: oh not too much just uh drinking coffee as always
0: yeah man uh that dude's always what kind of coffee are you be? do you be drinking
1: uh this is see i'm gonna get made fun of for this if anybody knows what i'm talking about but uh, a couple years ago joe rogan had this dude on his podcast that uh, was pushing this stuff called bulletproof coffee okay and uh i don't do the whole bulletproof thing takes a good bit of effort but just the standard coffee itself i think it's just called bulletproof coffee it's uh i'm a little bit obsessed with it right now drinking a few cups of that a day
0: you're like a coffee connoisseur
1: yeah yeah i uh i don't know how that happened i never really (laughs) liked it and then like one day i made a cup and i was just like you know it's pretty good and here we are today (laughs)
0: All right. Well, hey, man, we're coming fresh Whoa. off of... Uh, oh, Dog's always got to make an introduction he's, on
1: the, uh, on the yeah, podcast. He's always got to greet us.
0: <laughs> but we're coming fresh off of a nice, nice card uh with the Woodley V. v Burns card. Let's uh go from top. Just start from the top. T. Wood versus Gilbert Burns. What did you take from that
1: fight? Uh, I, I mean, I feel like... I always feel weird saying stuff like this because, you know, I hate to put myself inside of a guy's head, but, uh, watching Gilbert Burns and Tyron Woodley, I just felt like, you know, Gilbert Burns was ready to go and Tyron Woodley just didn't seem to be there. Uh, I don't feel like he's the same guy that he was. He doesn't seem to have lost anything in terms of, you know, the speed still seems to be there. It also seems to be there. He just doesn't seem to click like he used to. So, uh, I, I don't know. It was a disappointing performance by Woodley. But uh, what did you think?
0: I yeah, I thought that Woodley was a little bit trigger shy, and I thought that, like you said, Gilbert Burns came out fresh out the gates. Like uh, you know, everyone should have expected. If you've ever seen any of his fights in the past year or so, he's a pretty fast starter. He's going to get right up in your face, and uh, Woodley should have expected nothing other than that. Um, And the fact that Woodley made zero adjustments during the entire fight, that was really frustrating for me.
1: Yeah, he just did not look like the fighter that he's shown himself to be in the past. And I just don't, you know, it's it's hard to really, I mean, he is, I think, 38. So, I mean, I guess age could be playing a factor. But to me, it it looked more like a guy who just mentally uh, wasn't as prepared for the fight as he would have liked to have been. And I think, you know, some of that just comes from... That Usman fight, you know, you have a guy that was as confident as Woodley was and to lose like that. I just think that we're we're maybe still seeing some of the effects of that.
0: hundred percent, man. And it's kind of sad to see what happened. But I went ahead and tweeted that I wouldn't be surprised if he retired. And he did the exact opposite. He jumped online and kind of owned up to the loss. It uh, doesn't seem like this is going to be the end of T wood as we know it. So we'll uh, see what, what he does from here, but uh, kudos to Gilbert Burns. Cause uh, until the other night, I didn't even know I wanted to see Gilbert Burns versus Kamara Usman. That's a very intriguing matchup.
1: Yeah, I honestly, I mean, I like Gilbert Burns, but to me, he was kind of just the middle of the road, you know, a good, you know, maybe top of the middle of the road, but I didn't really view him as a, a potential title contender, but uh yeah, that, that performance over Woodley, I mean, you know, you've got to consider him at some point. I still think Leon Edwards might be a little bit ahead of him, but I don't know if, uh, if you know, that might just be the bias on my part. I just think that Edwards has done enough to uh, earn a shot. But, yeah, Burns is right there.
0: Yeah, well, you know, when you beat the number one guy in a way that Gilbert Burns has done it and the way that he's extended to this way b- by yeah. taking all comers – at any time you know short notice it could be scheduled it doesn't matter and he's beating people at their own game he's got the brazilian jiu-jitsu to back it up now he's got the hands to back it up what adjustments do you make if you're fighting a gilbert burns
1: and i yeah you 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 got a good point there that probably is what will give burns the edge over edwards just the fact that i mean i've seen him offer to to fight light heavyweights i mean he's just tried to you know get in there as much as possible as of late Mm -hmm. and um yeah, I uh I don't know what you do to fight a guy like that. He's super aggressive. You know, we saw him take Woodley down with I think it was a double leg. So, uh that's not something you see very often. Mhm. Yeah. So, uh, and Woodley
0: definitely... had he didn't have the confidence to try to to threaten a a takedown on Gilbert Burns.
1: No, it was it was really wild to see. And then, you know, the way that he reacted to the loss, Woodley, I mean, was just, you know, like he said, he was it was almost at peace with it. It's just mm-hmm. like uh I don't know. I just I'd like to hear him talk more about it, but I don't know if that'll happen or not.
0: I'm I'm glad that he was at peace with it. I think that's the road that you should take. Be humble in defeat, and uh, you know, take your lickings, and maybe take another fight with. I think a few people have been calling for uh Gilbert Burns or, or I'm sorry, T Wood versus like a Jeff Neal. Uh, that would be pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, it's a good fight actually. Yeah, I mean, Woodley. He's kind of reached that point to where he can't really demand, like, you know, he's kind of lost the ability Uh, to demand anything, I would say. So He might have to, not to say that Jeff Neal's a step back, but just in terms of rankings, it's a bit of a step back for Woodley. But uh, those are probably the types of fights that he's going to have to take at this point. That's that's the
0: game we're playing, buddy. Yeah. But we'll keep it pushing. We don't want to take up the whole fight card with, or the whole podcast with Woodley. Oh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, I think I could cry about Willie for a few minutes here. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: Roosevelt Roberts, man, gots the dub versus Brock Weaver. Uh, Brock Weaver is a guy, man, who came in hot in the UFC. A lot of people were on his uh, on his hype train, I guess, so to speak. He got his first victory in the UFC via a disqualification. He was actually getting his ass beat. And then he got kneed in the face uh, (laughs) down when he was down. And he comes into this fight fighting a Roosevelt Roberts, who, I mean, honestly, I like this guy a lot. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be an elite type of guy, but he's definitely someone I got my eye on. And in this fight, we saw that Roosevelt Roberts was just the better mixed martial artist entirely.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, it was really from start to finish. He was just kind of battering Brock Weaver until he eventually got uh, got the finish. Um, as far as Roosevelt Roberts goes, I don't know that he actually tweeted this because there's so many fake accounts on Twitter but about 30 minutes before this fight an account that claimed to be roosevelt roberts tweeted something out like um just something along the lines of how he was going to beat the dog fighter's ass or something like that mm. and uh i don't know if it's if, like i said i don't know if it was really his account but if so he went in there and delivered on that uh on that that tweet which i just thought was kind of funny but um yeah he looks fantastic i think um Brock Weaver, I'm not so sure about. At this point, he seems like he's kind of more of a gimmick than a than a contender, if that makes any sense. But uh yeah. as far as Roosevelt Roberts goes, yeah, I mean he's he's still young in his career, but uh he's looked pretty good out outside of that one loss to Vink Pichel. So
0: Yep. I agree. Well uh we'll go ahead and keep it pushing, man. Kudos to Roberts for getting it done. Big Mackenzie Dern, big Mac. I love her. She's my favorite. She's Jiu-Jitsu, and she got it done in the first round against a very scrappy Hannah Cyphers, man. I'm not going to lie. I was worried going into this matchup because I know that I've picked against Hannah Cyphers in basically all of her UFC fights, and she shut me up pretty much every
1: time. And I almost yeah. did it again. Yeah, Um to me, this kind of strikes me as one of those fights where, you know, that Dern is, she's an elite grappler. But uh, you'll occasionally have fights where you'll have a, sort of a, a specialist go into a fight with um, just a well-rounded fighter. And they're just not able to get t- to what uh, whatever they're good at, if that makes any sense. And mm-hmm. I kind of wondered if Cyphers would be able to do that, just sort of uh, keep Durns off of her. But uh, that was not the case. That knee bar was, was slick. I had some friends over at the house watching. And uh, they all they all cringed a little bit at the replay, so uh, yeah, it was, it was something to see.
0: It's funny, you know, as a jujitsu practitioner, I saw it as soon as she went to guard and was kind of doing that grammy roll to go for the that initial, I guess, lock. Um, man, I was watching that with my homies. Was like, oh, knee bar, knee bar, yeah. it's <laughs> happening. And and then she's she locked it in. I mean, and I'm not saying I'm surprised because it's goddamn Mackenzie Dern. But that is the very first uh, knee bar finish in women's MMA history. So
1: awesome. yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool to see. Um, so what do you think about Dern's? Um, what do you think about her prospects for the future?
0: Um, it, it, if you would have asked me this a few months ago, before or you know before her loss, I would have told you that Mackenzie Dern was going to be the next champ. I would have told you that Mackenzie Dern was going to beat whoever the the, the uh, strawweight champion, Weylai Zhang, Rose Nama yunez Tatiana Suarez, whoever the hell it would have been. I would have told you that she would have went to 125 and beat Valentina Shevchenko or whoever the hell. And then I would have told you Cole Henry that she would have went up to 135 pounds and beat Amanda Nunez. That's Ooh. what I would have said three, months ago,
1: or three months ago
0: but now <laughs> I think that she needs to get punched in the face a lot more even admittedly herself in one of her latest interviews
1: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I agree uh to me I mean obviously we know that she's really good at jiu-jitsu it's just a matter of you know that Amanda Rebos fight was sort of an eye-opener for me we just really saw that she uh I mean she just could not get anything going and no disrespect to Amanda Rebos, but she's you know, you're gonna run into tougher competition if you expect to be the champion. So, uh, and uh, you know, again, no disrespect to Amanda Reba, she might find herself there eventually someday. Mm-hmm. But we, we just saw how much work Mackenzie Dern had left to do. And uh, I mean, again, she looked good against Hannah Cyphers. but uh, I, I, you know, again, I'd like to see her take some punches and maybe have to to fight on the feet a little bit um, successfully. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah,
0: we'll do a few honor- honorable mentions on the prelims because honestly, this whole car was really good. Uh, but the first one I want to talk about is Kaitlyn uh, Chuchagan putting the breakdown on Antonina Shevchenko for basically an entire fight.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I I feel like I, I bet on a few fights on this card. And this one, you know, I, I picked Shevchenko for some reason with a little bit of confidence. And, and as I was watching that fight, I, I really couldn't figure out why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> um And, like, I'm not even joking. Like, you know, it was like I really – I was sitting there, and I was like, why was I so convinced that Chikagian was going to get worked here? I guess I just kind of viewed it as Chikagian was kind of a limited fighter. Shevchenko's a good striker. I think I really saw this as, like, Chikagian being forced to fight on the feet with Shevchenko, and it just obviously did not go that way at all. I uh, could not have been more wrong.
0: The first takedown, it was over, Frank.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was probably about that time that I was like, oh, shit. Like what happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna lose some money on this one. Uh
0: another uh honorable mention, man, Jamaha Hill uh got the pretty pretty uh flashy first round knockout against uh Ferreas de Abreu. And uh be on the lookout for that guy. Eight and no, light heavyweight. You don't see a lot of guys like that light heavyweight.
1: Y- yeah, um you know my my favorite prospect at light heavy, and when I mean that is uh, you know sort of lesser known guys is uh, is Alonzo Menafield. You know he's like eight and oh, something like that as a light heavyweight. But uh, I would say Hill kind of falls into that same category. There's just not a lot of guys like you said that are sort of young up and coming light heavyweights. Even the up and coming contenders at light heavyweight a lot of times are 34, 35 years old. So uh, it's interesting to see some younger guys here.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, a couple of more, actually, one of their flyweights, uh, Tim Elliott versus Brandon Royval. Uh, Tim Elliott, Kansas City native, uh, I obviously have to root for him just for that reason. But, man, Brandon Royval was very game in that fight that I thought that Tim Elliott was winning until he wasn't.
1: Yeah, man, Tim Elliott's had one of the weirdest careers in the UFC. Um yeah. Ever, I think. I mean, he had that somewhat close fight with Demetrius Johnson, and then since then, it's just been sort of a pretty rocky road. It's been very rocky as of late, but, uh, yeah, they, uh, they got the fight of the night, which I I thought that was going to go to Corintillo and Carlisle, but, uh. I thought that was a good fight, too. Yeah, but I had no problem with, uh. Royal or Roy Vall and, and Elliot getting a great fight. Interesting yeah. to see uh, what Roy Vall is going to do going forward in a, in a suddenly very open flyweight division.
0: Yeah, because I mean, during that entire fight, while it was going, they were pressing the pace the entire time. So uh, I'm not saying that Spike and Quintanaro uh, or Cara, uh, That's a tough one. Billy, I'm going to call him Billy. Yeah. Not to say that wasn't, but uh, I think they were at catch weight. So maybe that's what the, the why they didn't get any bonuses.
1: Yeah, I believe they fought it, like, was it 150 or 160, some weird weight. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> and it did look weird. They're, both of their weights kind of looked off in there. It looked like Spike was much bigger than Billy, but and it's stronger, too. But I don't know. I, it was weird. It was weird. Uh, anyways, we'll keep it pushing. Uh, we'll move on to news that is not related to this card. The elephant in the room, the boy John Jones... What is this man doing? I I don't
1: know. It's like I, I on one hand I kind of like it. I love it. On, on the other hand, I'm just not sure of I don't really know what's going on. So I, I love really it. Know. I love yeah. it. Um I like that he's I mean I don't mean to say standing up for himself because that implies that he didn't do that in the past and I don't think that's the case, but it just seems like he's finally reached a point where he's like, you know, his legacy's established, he's got some money. Maybe, you know, maybe he can I, I don't know. Maybe he could go elsewhere if he wanted to. Uh, I still don't know if the belt's officially vacated. Last I saw of John Jones, he was confronting some uh, people with with spray cans uh, in the streets of Albuquerque. So uh, I love everything about John Jones right now.
0: Yeah, this past uh, week of John Jones for me has been good. And I'm a John Jones hater. I'm a person that is very critical of John Jones. As of his career, I mean, and I say that as I sit in my goddamn chair. I mean, look at this. I here's the thing about John Jones. I love the fact that he is challenging the boss right now. Pay the money. and if you don't want to pay the money, let me go somewhere that I can get paid because you know when, when you got Dana White on these camera shows talking about how John Jones is the number one fighter he's ever seen, hands down. Okay, pay the man like he is. Why are we still stuck in the Stone Age as a sport? Is is the UFC holding us back?
1: Yeah, I mean that's it. it kind of makes you wonder because it does. You know, John Jones is one case. You look at another one with a guy like Stipe. Like, not to bring up boxing, but I promise you, like Tyson Fury's not gonna say he's not gonna defend his heavyweight title because of his day job. And right. I just think that, and again, not to, you know, I know Stipe right. takes some pride in what he does, but it's when you look at these guys, a guy like Stipe or a guy like John Jones, he's, and more so in Jones case, he's at the tip top of the sport, you know, and they're complaining about fighter pay. And it's it's one thing to see an NFL player complaining about money when he's talking about a difference between 28 and $30 million, some huge amount of money. But with these fighters, you realize how little some of them make even at the top of the sport. And it does make you wonder, you know, is is the UFC, you know, a, a bigger problem? in this sense than we realize yeah
0: i i think that that might be something uh to look into aren't you doing like some series about the dark side of uh mma
1: yeah i I mean it is i mean i know that this is kind of a a worn out point but you see how much the nfl and all these other leagues pay their their athletes and they the the, uh ufc is like a a third of that Mm. um it just makes you wonder where all that money goes and, you know, why more of it can't go to, especially these absolute top-tier fighters who, I mean, you know, looking at John Jones' pay-per-view numbers, saying he's not a draw, I mean, you know, a lot of people pay to watch him fight on pay-per-view, so True. Um, True. I just, I don't know. It's, it's wild. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: <laughs> it is wild, man. Well, uh, no, it, it's it's good to see that, you know, he's out there in the streets kind of trying to do some things while... You know, a lot of chaos is going on right now. Um, he, like you said, took some spray paint out of the kids' hands, and that's something that I would not want to be looking at if I'm a kid uh, with spray paint in my
1: hands. No, me neither. Absolutely not. And then he put out, I a, thought, a, a pretty thoughtful tweet afterwards, too. So he's, uh, you know, I think he's doing right by everybody right now, and he seems to be, uh, I, I saw somebody make a joke on Twitter earlier that, He's uh, he's like a superhero, but if he was like a superhero, he would be like Hancock, you know, because mm. Hancock was, he, he's always drunk and then he goes and saves the day. I thought that That's was great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, yeah, I think too. more if more fighters g- jumped on this train with John Jones, we yeah. could see uh, a pretty significant happening in the UFC right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we've seen Henry Cejudo uh, step away, apparently, because of pay. You know, it it seems like there is a little bit of a movement, more so than there ever has been in the past, in terms of the uh, top-tier fighters sort of voicing their uh, concern over lack of pay. Right.
0: Well, uh, all right, man, we've already almost done our 20 minutes. Is there anything else we need to desperately, desperately say to the people before we get out of here?
1: No, uh, again, I apologize on behalf of my dog. He's a uh, real vocal today, but, uh, you know, yeah. aside from that, I think that's everything.
0: Oh, Poochie out there. He got to get his time in, man. We all out here just trying to shine. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it, you know, if you're still listening, please uh, go donate to my GoFundMe. I know it's been a while since I gave it a shout out, but I'm going to go ahead and try to pick up some more steam on this thing. I'm trying to get some uh, kids some jujitsu out here in the uh, public housing authorities in kansas city so we're gonna make right, this thing uh,
1: happen which let's talk a little bit more about that on the next episode absolutely
0: buddy all right thanks for joining me
1: yes sir later